Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hanging with the Hoopers podcast. Andrew and Tim Hooper, your hosts, we're excited to be with you for another episode yeah. where we believe the attitude of leadership is everything. Boom. Tim, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to contrast, yeah, everyone, welcome back. Today we're going to contrast the all or nothing mindset, thinking in extremes, yeah. with having a more balanced approach. Um, and just really raising the awareness that this actually happens. It's something you and I were talking about in the car on the way over here. We were. Um, all or nothing mentality, really, what does that mean, right? Yeah. So it's a cognitive distortion yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And it's a tendency that we can all have in certain things. It doesn't have to be everything in our life. But at times, it, it can be, it can impact a lot. And especially what Tim and I have seen over time, it can impact leadership quite a bit. And it yeah. can be either, hey, I'm a total success <laughs> yeah. or I'm a total failure right. or this person is a total stud or this person is not that great. Right. Right. And it sometimes can be hard for us when we adopt that tendency to find balance right. in how we view a people, how we view systems and processes, yeah. different things we do in our business. I, I think that this happens naturally for us. And if we're aware of it, we can we can think in better better ways. But I think what happens is we have a severe case in this country, in, the, in probably the global landscape, but especially in, in our country, of stardom. We have bought into different stars, movie stars, and we've learned to see people through frames. And so what happens is we get that employee who looks on a resume like a stud or I don't really like the the word, but it looks like the superstar. I'm sorry, I threw that out there. It's okay. <laughs> I just don't like using it. I know. But, it, but it's, it's this perfect persona that when we think they're going to solve all the world's problems for us, they come in, they start performing, and then we start seeing the flaws as we get to know the person. And we start forgetting that this at the end of the day, is a human, is a person. Like Simon Sinek says, a messy ball of human emotions, right? Yeah. We all, as we all are. And then instead of saying, oh, they might need some leadership skills invested in them, or, ooh, I could probably instill this or help in this, yeah. we start just isolating ourselves from them. Maybe we've started, unfortunately, Fortunately, this happens way too often, gossiping about them behind closed doors with other on the leadership team. And it right, happens, right? right? We've all been around those circles. I think it stems from we, we, we've bought into this like stardom where somebody has to have it all together. And so then when they don't, it's an all or nothing approach. We start isolation. So yeah. I think, Andrew, how do we overcome that? I think you're dealing with a couple of situations right now where you've been confided in. It's like, what do I do with this? Why are you telling me this? Right. I mean... What I, I'll tell you what it's not first as far as as a leader, what I believe personally with all or nothing mentality. We're not saying that once you've spent time with somebody and you're trying to help them succeed and you're investing right. your time, your energy into who this person is and it's just not working out, right? There's not, it's sure. not an alignment. That's not what we're talking about today. Like there are times where you got to get rid of somebody. But unfortunately, I think we see it all too often where someone's hired they, like you said, they don't fit that exact bill of whatever it is that we think they should fit. <clears throat> and instead of really investing the capital of our time and the resources into their training, into their development, and a key word here is being a little patient as someone's hmm. learning the ropes. Wow. Instead of kind of taking that approach, we just work to get rid of them as soon as possible because we think there's something better. 
And that's kind of that all or nothing mentality in leadership with, when it comes to people. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break yourself out of that if that's the way you've operated for a while. Yeah. But I think dealing with it, you have to take a step back and ask yourself as a leader, have I, do, A, do I have a, somewhat of a process around development? Right. So if there's someone on my team that's not meeting the criteria from, could be an operational standpoint, could be from a performance standpoint, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. do I have steps A, B, and C that I kind of go through with that person? Do I discover? Yep. Do I really try to find out where they're at and how they're viewing their performance or how they're dealing with that? And then do I have the capacity to sit and have a coaching session or two or three to really try to help them move forward where it's not about me as a leader, but it's mm-hmm. about them and how can I help you be more successful right. in the role, right? Right. And at the end of the day, when you can do that effectively, it helps you find balance. And yes, right. you may never right. fully align on every topic, but you'll yeah. get to a point where you can work and be very productive together. Right. So I'm sure you have stories of this from your past well, that I think, you can share. I mean, I'm not trying to pigeonhole you here, but I, you're, you're always a great storyteller, way more than I am. But um, No, I, I think something that came to mind while you were talking, actually, was a coach that I had, in the, and he came in and talked to our company, and um, he, he was talking about having like negativity bias, which happens naturally. I think that's where sometimes it starts, right? We see something in somebody that's not up to par with what we think it should be. And so all of our attention goes to that. In the illustration he, he used was if I um, had this black dot, he put like a black dot on the, on the drawing board, on the whiteboard. He said, what, what do you see up here? And he drew something, but it was kind of a trick. He drew it before we came in the room. And he said, can anybody make out what's on the board up here? And, or can it, no, he didn't say board. He said, can anybody make out what's on the wall up here? Right. So right, all of our eyes went to the whiteboard. Well, guess what? all of our eyes went right down to this little thing. And he had drawn it almost like a little squiggly something. And from the back of the room, somebody said a star. Somebody said an asterisk. Somebody said, and they're going, or all guessing. And then somebody figured it out and said, a whiteboard? And he said, you got it. Because he said, what's on the wall? Our brain went straight to what was out of place. And he said, the point was the negativity bias. Well, the jokester that I am... (laughs) I was sitting there sipping on my water, and um, I'm always guzzling water, and yeah, having to stop every hour on the hour. But anyway, <laughs> on the road. But um, anyway, Sheets. Sheets has good gas stations or, go. or good restrooms. But um, anyway, so <laughs> guzzling water while he's making his illustration. I have this really nice pressed blue, and if it would have been a white shirt, it wouldn't have shown up. But I had a nice blue, like light blue shirt, so I just drizzled some of my water on my jug down my, the front of my shirt. So he starts to his, I, I knew this coach, he always walked around the table. We had like a U-shaped table. So he's walking around the tables, like asking all of us our feedback. Right. So I knew he was, I knew this was coming. So I like dumped this water, like big old spots right down my shirt. So he's walking around and right when he gets to me, he says, Hey, you got some water on your shirt or something. I said, yeah, negative bias. And he's like, touche. <laughs> it was you like, go. you know, but yeah. what yeah. happens is we can be totally aware of negative negativity bias happening and then turn right around and go home and like get on our kid for doing something mm-hmm. because man, I'm pulling in and your bike's laying in the driveway again. I can't pull into the garage yep. and then forget to even go to how'd you do in school? How did that math test go that we were talking about yep. last night for yep. homework? Whatever it is, right? Instead of looking at the 98% that's good, on the whiteboard, we saw the two percent that was a black muddled up star. Yep. And we could do that with our employees. We could do that with our 
wives, with our significant others, with our kids. We can do that with ourselves. Yep. And so I think it's, I think we have to be able to just buy into a more balanced approach. Look at it as what you called it earlier, a cognitive dist- distortion. D- distortion, yep. And recognize that and say, no, it's probably not all bad. Yeah. No, it's a powerful story. See, you're you're so good at the stories. Oh, shut up. That's why I love you, man. <laughs> but it, it applies. Yeah. And it's so true. And this this is not just leadership. Like, you brought it back perfectly to the house, right? There's little things we might expect from a partner or from one of our kids. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And so the whole interaction we have with them becomes about that one thing instead of all the other great things yeah. that they've done or the, the good things they're involved in. And this is so true, I think, in today's working environment as leaders, just asking yourself that question. Where are... I was always taught coming up in corporate America, you should always go into a coaching conversation as a leader with like two strengths and one opportunity. The sandwich. Right? The sandwich. No sandwich. Oh, no, no sandwich. sandwich. Never. Sandwich is corrected, bad. people. Yeah, we don't like cheese. sandwiches, right? It shouldn't be like, hey, I need you, you know, you're doing great at this. Hey, I need you to fix this, but yeah. you're doing great at this. That's a sandwich. So this was like, hey, Tim, you're crushing it on this. I love what you're doing here. The way you're attacking that client list or the way that you're working through this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and elaborate on that. What's working well for you? Great. Well, here's the one thing that we're going to work on or we're going to focus Can on. Can I time out right there? Yeah. You just said, here's what you're crushing over here. This is going really well. And here's one area that as your mentor, as your leader, we could work on and improve. Yeah. I love that you said and or here's another so many times I find myself just defaulting to, but right. And that's a huge key. What you just said. And I love that you said, we're not going to say, I didn't realize thing. I said that. Well, but it's probably it's, just it's, habit. It's beautiful. See, and now I get to throw <laughs> something back at you. You're really good at, um, I think that number one, the sandwich mentality, right? That's like, Hey, it, that, that kind of, you see that coming. It's like, Oh, you're just, you're telling me that cause you're about to tell me something. And then yep. you're telling me that cause you're lightning the blow of what you just told me. Right. That's the sandwich. <clears throat> Instead of being just super, Hey, can I be super, um, open with you here? You're crushing over here. Look at these numbers. Um, somebody told me on the team that they really enjoy working with you because of this. So got, dude, keep that up. Now, can I, can I challenge you on one area, right? And no buts in there. You're doing this, you're doing this, but because what but does is it negates dis- everything it, you just exactly. said. Right. So I love how you said that. And yeah. I, guys, listen, there's a there's a huge lesson right here that I just learned. I'm I'm excited whenever I pick up on something new. Unsandwich. Un unsandwich un, un, your feedback. Un. Yeah. Unsandwich. Yeah. Do an open face sandwich. <laughs> that works. <laughs> open face sandwich, right? <laughs> the bread is kind of dry, but you have a good jelly great peanut butter and then you know what it's gonna be some dry bread but i'm it's, it's open on sandwich. Un- sandwich. Un- sandwich don't put the top piece of bread on no one needs the carbs anyway and Pardon. trust me your feedback as a leader doesn't need those carbs because it does it takes away from everything that I, you just I love said. this i'm i like I, I, I like where we're taking this concept because it really at the end of the day in practice when you can do this effectively yeah you get so much more buying and you get so much more results from your people right and part of it i think sandwich feedback comes from um, and this is what can take a leader into an all or nothing mindset. So follow mm-hmm. me here. Sandwich feedback, typically in my experience, comes from a leader who's not comfortable with a crucial or difficult conversation. Mm. And so you want, you're sandwiching it because it makes you feel better as a leader. You don't feel like you're taking someone to the precipice of like a tough conversation and leaving them there. But humans want that. Like if you're being honest and you're being fair in your assessment, 
and you're also asking them for buy-in and agreement on the thing you're yeah. talking about, yeah. when you leave it there and create an action plan on that opportunity, right? Yeah. You're now you're taking it to a point where now you're taking it to a point where they're going to be able to chew on that, digest it, and know that they need to take action on that thing. Whereas if you layer it, hey, you're doing great at this, but this <laughs> needs work. However, like but, you're crushing it, so keep doing yeah, what you're doing. Blah yeah. blah blah. That just makes it easier on us on the leader, and that person is leaving us super confused because it's like, okay, what am I actually trying to do here? And so, man, if there's one tip out of this with an all or nothing mentality, it's don't decide that someone's either great or bad. Yeah. Look at look at that, like you said, the negativity bias. What are all the great things this person does? What are the good feedbacks you've heard about them? Now, what are the one or two things I've noticed or heard about that I need to help them mm -hmm. work on? Mm -hmm. And instead of going and being like, hey, you know, this, that, and another, but you got to work on this, but hey, this, that, and another, slow to get rid of that, right? Yeah. Here's what I'm hearing you're doing great. What are your thoughts? Where do you feel you're doing great? Great. Here's something that I think we got to focus on based on feedback or, and I don't even like saying I think. I always was taught to, and I sometimes still default to it, is take I out of it as a leader. Yeah. Here's something based on results that looks like we need to work on, right? There Let's you go. talk about that. What are your thoughts? How, how can you get better at that? What do you need me for on that? Cool. Now we have a good action plan. Yep. I'm going to follow up with you in a few days. Let me know your progress. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, it's Putting, giving yourself that structure as a leader to allow yourself to not go into the all or nothing mentality. Right. I know I'm like, I, I sometimes I circumlocute the bush, <laughs> but I hope no, you guys get the point. I, I like unpacking this. I'm going to say one thing further. You know, I was, and I, I don't know how you guys feel about this listening audience, uh, Andrew, how you feel about this, but you know, I've been taught in through coaching training and whatnot to ask the permission, right? Like, can I challenge you on something? Oh yeah, that's good. I, yes. I don't know though. I don't know how I feel about it because based on what you just said, like, sandwich mentality is can i challenge you on something because it lightens the blow and you're getting their permission but as a leader haven't they given us their permission already by signing up by working with us by don't don't we have an obligation and don't the if our attitude of leadership is correct don't we have that uh, don't we have an open door shouldn't we have an open door to say hey you're killing it here you're crushing it here and based on results, and I loved how you said that, I'm seeing this, no. I think this, no. But based on results or feedback or, hey, I had, I had this complaint come in. It disturbed me right at first, but I, you're, I just want to share with you, whatever that is, instead of can I challenge you? Because are we actually stopping to say, wait for them to say, yes, you can challenge me, and then we go? I think most people will say yes because they're like, you're going to challenge me anyway. So, so two parts. So Two parts on that in my perspective. Or am I right? thinking all or nothing on, no, on that No, no, no. I don't think so at all. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, there's a balance there. Challenging, so asking someone if you can challenge them, I think, is more from an influence standpoint. Hmm. So if I'm working with another leader that doesn't report to me or someone I'm working on a project ah. with that's more of a peer – and I see something that I think can be improved upon, mm -hmm. I think that's a great time to say, hey, could I challenge you on something, hmm. right? Because you do need permission. And even at times, if you're starting with a new employee that you don't know yet, you haven't... Yeah, I trust I've, I've been a huge proponent of earning the right to give tough feedback. Hmm. You got to put in the work to build a relationship, even as a leader. Even though hierarch based on hierarchy, they have to answer to you. Yeah. Do you want to rule by fear and power or do you want to be the servant leader that comes alongside and helps your people? Yeah. And when you give wow. feedback, it's received and it's acted upon. And that all comes down to the relationship. So I think if it's more of a peer or a new employee, it's perfectly okay to ask, hey, can I challenge you on something? I think once you have that relationship, mm -hmm. it's like, and, and sometimes 
you don't even have to give two positives. You can you can jump in and have a good productive conversation around. Um, let's talk about that. What this scenario and yeah. if you especially if you've heard feedback from another employee or from a customer, right? right. Always taking it. Not I've always recommended, and I keep saying I've always recommended or heard, but I've just grown up in this environment. It's not so much of hey, I heard this. So what like what happened? It's hey, there's two sides to every story. This is what was said. Love to hear your perspective, right? And just letting someone share Huge. their story. Like take yeah. the defensive out of yeah. it, right? Yeah. Because if you if you go into a situation like that and say you want to challenge somebody, maybe their <laughs> their walls are going to go right up, and yeah. then you, and you're kind of sure. creating a little bit more sure. of a tough conversation. This is so powerful. I think as we wrap it up, I think the the unpacking, you know, how we see people, um, unpacking. You know, do we have a tendency to gossip? Because I think there's an indicator right there that we might be an all or nothing kind of a person, yeah. right? Yeah. I, once I don't like you, I'm going to write you off and just gossip about you. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody said, if you're talking about them and they're not in the room, you should probably reconsider. So that could be an indicator of all or nothing. I think we all have indicators. Um, sometimes, again, in my question about what about this approach, it's do I even use that? Mm. And you shared a balanced opinion back with me of, Here's a way, here's a, here's a situation when to use that, may I challenge you? And then here's a situation when, no, it's the employee, you're their coach, you're their mentor. So I think it's, again, just opening our minds to think about everything, people, statements, phrases, situations, instead of this all or nothing, which isolates people, which isolates ourselves, which is black and white, to sit here and think there's a, there's a probably a place for any of that. Um, and to look past the negative negative bias and see the good that's there. And really, like Zig Ziglar always used to say, focus on the good. Yep. Name the good. Inspire more of the good. Absolutely. And I think then you'll earn that trust to give that creative. Couldn't agree more. This has been a fun input. conversation. It's a good one. It's been really good. All or nothing versus balanced. That's right. Lean in, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya.